Welcome to The Witness, True Stories of Children and Gender Identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. We invite you to listen and bear witness. And so we wait a father's story. Like so many other young men who now identify as women, our son had ADHD and was treated with medication. Like so many others, he suffered from significant anxiety and had a number of characteristics of an autism spectrum disorder. Like so many others, he struggled with friendships and fitting in, and was sometimes bullied during elementary, middle, and high school. He was often lonely. I think lonelier than we were aware of when he was growing up. Like many others, he was a gentle boy, not feminine, but not especially rough and tumble either. He was and is heterosexual. He was handsome and attracted to girls and had crushes, but shy, and during school he couldn't figure out how to connect with them, and was often brushed off when he tried. Our son was marginalized and sometimes even bullied throughout his schooling. This was made worse by his hyperactivity, shyness, and social awkwardness. Like so many other families, ours is not perfect. We endured a lot of strain as related to serious health problems in another family member. Our son was often alone for hours at a time after school, and he got progressively hooked on screens, exploring some of the darker reaches of the internet. It was extremely hard to intervene, and we ultimately failed to help him with this addiction. Our son did well in high school and got a good scholarship to a prestigious private university. Within a couple of months, however, his anxiety and lack of organization and focus got the better of him, and he had to drop out and come home. He spent the next six years struggling to get through another college, spending tremendous amounts of time alone in front of the screen in his room. During college, our son had a passionate relationship with a girl, one that ultimately failed and hurt him deeply. He became more and more unbalanced and out of control. We tried to get him help from a number of different therapists. He ultimately declared to us that he was a transgender woman. And like so many other people in our situation, we naively took him to a specialized gender treatment clinic, not understanding that this was a practice run by gender-affirming therapists, essentially a recruiting center. And of course, our son had his female gender affirmed after four short counseling sessions and a two-page questionnaire. When we objected, the therapist spoke to us as though we were ignorant, stupid people who could not understand how special our child was. She indicated that he would have very serious trouble if he was not affirmed and did not move forward with gender transition, and being 21 years old by this time, 
Off to the endocrinologist he went, and was immediately started on hormones. We begged him to stop, and in fact took him to two more qualified specialists, both of whom recommended that he not go forward, and that he pursue really serious psychotherapy. He was not to be persuaded. He eventually went for a surgical consultation at a prestigious university hospital, where his female gender was affirmed in an hour and a half by a social worker and psychologist on the surgery team, and he was then ushered into the surgeon's office, where the details of his prospective castration, penectomy, and vaginoplasty were described. And if there is one silver lining here, it is that after that consultation, he backed off on his own. But he has been on hormones now for six years, clearly views himself as a woman, and shows no signs of turning back. Our son lives by himself in another city now. He is stable, more or less, although he continues to struggle with anxiety and deep loneliness. He has a job. He has a few friends, all of whom live some distance from him, all of whom are transgender women. He spends much of his spare time in front of screens. We don't know where he goes on those screens, of course, but we fear for him. Like so many parents in these situations, we are trying to stay close to our son, trying to maintain a somewhat normal family life, strictly refraining from discussing gender issues for fear that we will enrage him and make the situation worse by tilting him towards surgical conversion. It's up to him. And so we wait. This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story too. Go to partnersforethicalcare.com and click the share your story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Partners for Ethical Care is a non-profit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission. To raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening and bearing witness. Thank you.